Hello, and welcome to the Running Centre podcast. This week, we speak to Lauren Townsend about New South Wales deaf sports. We hope you enjoy. Hello, and welcome to the Renwick Centre podcast. My name is Trudy Smith, and I am the Manager of Continuing Professional Education. Today, we're joined by Lauren Townsend. Lauren's deaf, and so there's an interpreter who's working with us today, and that's whose voice that you can hear, sharing Lauren's messages. But Lauren, can you please tell us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. So I live here in Sydney, and I've been here for 10 years, or in fact, possibly over 10 years now. I would classify myself as both deaf and hard of hearing, so I can sign, and I also use speech and lip reading. I grew up using the oral method, and I'm fluent, though, in New Zealand Sign Language and also Auslan. I moved to Australia from New Zealand. I'm the mother of three boys. Uh, the baby is deaf in one ear. And I've just started working at Deaf Sports Australia. I actually have two roles. The first one is that I work in media communications liaison for Deaf Sports Australia. And the second part of my work involves the Deaf Sports Development Officer which is part of New South Wales Deaf Sports. I don't know how you find the time. You sound incredibly busy. Can you tell us a little bit more about New South Wales Deaf Sports? Yes. All right. So New South Wales Deaf Sports, it's an organisation that is auspiced by Deaf Sports Australia. So New South Wales Deaf Sports uh, looks after all deaf sports clubs, and I think there's 11 deaf sports clubs. So we represent a number of sports in New South Wales. And part of my role is to create uh, awareness. For example, uh, modifications that can be made to particular sports to complement people's needs, uh, those that are involved in sports. Maybe an example might be a flashing light to indicate that a swimming race is about to start, to indicate that the person should uh, dive in. And also we uh, have sweatbands or bandanas uh, that might be worn under helmets. And, the, and they need to be uh, to accommodate, for example, cochlear, cochlears that might be worn. So they're slightly bigger than might be normal. We also have flags uh, on particular, on fields, on sporting fields, and various other modifications that can be made in sport to accommodate deaf athletes. We also teach Auslan, um, mostly basic Auslan that is, but which actually um, uh, fits with, particularly with regard to sport, uh, sporting terms or sporting terminology. For example, in netball, we might educate people about the sign for netball or the sign for goal, uh, the sign for referee or uh, um, how you indicate that a person had stepped over the line in a netball game. We also build networks. For example, I work with sports organisations in New South Wales, like um, Football New South Wales, Netball New South Wales, Swimming New South Wales, and Athletics New South Wales. Obviously, very state-based organisations. Mm -hmm. 
And that means that um, I can maybe be the conduit or the middleman between the sporting organisation, so the external sporting organisation and the deaf organisation. And I can create other pathways that they may want to, say, develop their skills or opportunities for greater involvement, for example, in, de in deaf games, in international championships, in international or in the world championships even, uh, also in the Deaf Olympics. So there's a range of different um, opportunities that are available for deaf and hard of hearing sports people. Again, sounds really worthwhile as a contribution. And there was an article circulating that talked about the rapid growth of deaf sports. So what's the trick? Well, I think there's one key word one key word to that, and that is awareness. Mm -hmm. So when I say awareness, I think uh, we need to make people aware. So we need to ensure um, people are aware about noise. We need them to show people what to do, um, what young people are, um, uh, can do, um, how to get people's attention. If, for example, you have an individual um, that's deaf, then I would talk about respect and uh, we might actually showcase that particular person. So highlight their achievements to the media, create stories about them. Also, I would tell deaf people or deaf and hard of hearing people about opportunities that are out there, especially through New South Wales Deaf Sports and how the links might be made to Deaf Sports Australia. Deaf Sports Australia, I think, is a really good place to start. So people get to know what we have there. And when, let's say, a person's from a particular state, whether it be New South Wales, Victoria, um, or South Australia, um, people start to learn about the different sporting organisations in each of those states. And we can provide information uh, to people about what sports we have. So what are the benefits of getting involved in deaf sports? I think the benefits get, of getting involved in deaf sport, there's really two main ones that I can think of. One is to do with health, so the health benefit, and secondly, the socialisation benefit. If we look at health, I think I would highlight that uh, um, young people maintaining good health, um, and I think it's really good for mental health, not just physical health, and... They, I think also uh, sport can help them break through barriers and improve themselves, develop themselves further, overcome challenges. I think in terms of socialisation benefits, I would include um, getting involved in deaf sports and, once, and then I think it really creates a good experience. You make friends. And when I go back, uh, by good experience, what do I really mean? I mean, deaf sports events, uh, I think that's become much easier, say, for me. Um, okay, it, it has made it apparent about my deaf needs. It's given me awareness about myself. And I played deaf rugby for Australia. And I competed against the English women who were also deaf. They were um, a combination of deaf and hard of hearing women. When that was over, I've maintained friendships with them. So friendships from afar with women in England. 
and I'm getting emails from them telling me about the about caramel chocolate, for example, <laughs> and maybe uh, suggesting that we post each other some. And I'm like, okay. And so what I did was I went to the shop and bought a number, and then I posted them to England. <laughs> And then she posted some of her English chocolate. I think you might class us as chocoholics. <laughs> but I think, yes, what I'm really trying to show you is the benefit of friendship. And I think that's another part of being involved in deaf sports. When I'm educating people as part of my role, recently I went to Victoria and they were teaching Cricket Australia, that particular organisation about deafness. We were teaching Auslan. Plus, we were promoting awareness through their training and so that they started to become more knowledgeable about deaf, the deaf women's cricket team. That's led to an expansion and greater involvement uh, at a national level with national cricket, within, with the inclusion championships. And I think it's it's really done well. It's about that dissemination of awareness of deaf women's cricket. And I think it's about the sharing of information between both deaf people and the wider community. And this year, uh, we're trying to establish a cricket team as well for, uh, for New South Wales. So hopefully, we'll actually be in a position later to be able to compete with Victoria and their women's team. I think there are different uh, organisations, as I said, awareness training, Auslan training, Auslan education is some of what we do, so that we ensure we generate awareness and we create better communication between the sports community or sports organisations or clubs and the deaf community. So that communication is more streamlined, it's easier, it, everybody is more comfortable as a result. But besides the importance of sharing chocolate with the rest of the world, which I think is incredibly important cultural exchange, so well done for, for sharing that. If we wanted to get involved with New South Wales Deaf Sports, how do we do that? All right. If you have a look in the show notes uh, that Trudy will provide, Trudy will include those uh, with the podcast. That would be the way to contact me. My email address is there. Uh, as is the website of Deaf Sports Australia, New South Wales Deaf Sports as well. So they're two separate uh, websites. I also suggest that you have a look on our Facebook page, and we actually have two. The first one is New South Wales Deaf Sports, and the second one is Deaf Sports Australia. So both those Facebook pages have updates, announcements, uh, events that are occurring, and with regard to the events, it's really good to look for opportunities to get involved within uh, deaf sports. So I would suggest you also have a look at the website of Deaf Sports Australia, because that talks about athlete eligibility. So if you have a look at there, if you, if you look there, then it talks about what audiological level you need to have to be classified as a deaf athlete the various classifications and the documents that you require. And also there's different age eligibility as well. If say, for example, you wanted to uh, be involved in the national championships, you, might, you must have a hearing loss of 40 decibels in the better ear or 55 decibels in the better ear. 
that the second, uh, the latter one that I just referred to, 55 decibels, relates to involvement in international competition. So it's not related to your ability to use language at all. And if you can't sign, that's absolutely fine. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, you will still be involved. And I'm sure it'll be a great experience for you. Uh, you'll get to learn some more too by facial expressions um, and just general involvement. At the end of the day, we're all the same. Why? Because we all have a hearing loss. It sounds fantastic. Lauren, thank you so much for sharing that information. We wish you all the best with increasing numbers for deaf sports. And we hope to talk to you again soon. Thank you very much. Thank you to Lauren for speaking with us today. If you have any questions regarding the topics in this podcast, be sure to reach out via our Facebook page.